You're Gonna Meow Podcast Network. You're listening to Marriage Survival Boot Camp. We are not professionals, nor are we counselors. This is really for entertainment purposes only. You may hear graphic details about our lives. Sorry, Sorry Dad. Dad. I will show you things. Wonderful, terrible things. We have such sights to show you. A wife can cook and slave and clean for you all day long. You would never think of saying something pleasant to her. You wouldn't even think of doing a simple little gentlemanly thing like tipping your hat. You might as well get this into your head. It's for men only. So it's final, it's settled, and it's over and done with. In order for real change to happen in any relationship, whether it's a marriage, a friendship, family relationships, there needs to be open dialogue. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of Marriage Survival Boot Camp here on the You Gonna Meow Podcast Network. Woohoo! And yeah. this is definitely a survival week. Yeah, it is. Sure is. So, uh, before we begin, let's talk about where you can find us. Of course, if you're listening to this, you probably discovered that we are at uh, com. That's Y-O-U-G-O-N-N-A-M-E-O-W.com. You can also find us on uh, iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. Uh, you can find uh, new episodes being posted on Facebook at facebook.com slash meow on Instagram at Instagram.com slash meow and on Twitter at Twitter.com slash meow. Is this the only show on YouGonnaMeow.com? Why, no. It is not the only show. Ooh, are there more? There are more. Tell and me we're about adding them. even more soon. But the ones we have right now are these. We have Bless Your Heart, which is April and local comedians and other funny people just shooting the shit and having a good time. Yeah. No real particular topics or agenda. But Bless Your Heart's fun. Um, we also have VHS Vengeance with Nick Puente and David Lowry. They take uh, B-movies from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, uh, typically found on VHS tapes, and uh, cover them with their own jokes and their own little bits of trivia, so a lot of fun there. And uh, we also have uh, the Boo-Ha-Ha with Emily Faye Coleman. Emily takes ghost stories uh, around the nation and uh, brings in comedians to talk about the ghost stories, laugh about the silly things that people are afraid of, the things that go bump in the night. Very fun. You should listen. Sorry, I'm the sound effects person today. That's all right. And uh, soon we'll be adding some more new shows, so stay tuned. Stay tuned, yeah. For those, and eventually, as we keep promising, we'll get up uh, our show archives of past podcast incarnations. Hopefully, by the time you hear this, maybe they'll be up there. Maybe they will. Can't promise anything. Yeah. Why would, why would we do anything? Like, I'm telling you, it's been one of those weeks. And that's why, that's why we're uh, saying that uh, Marriage Survival Boot Camp this week is definitely all about survival. Yes, yeah, yes. It's, it's a depression week. It's been a depression week. Yeah, kind of sad. But, you know, it's, it's, it's part of it. You know, um, when, you're, when you're a married couple and uh, one or both of you might have, you know, issues leading to things like depression, yeah. the other one doesn't especially when the other one doesn't. Right. Uh, you have to learn how to kind of work through that yeah. and together. It's rough sometimes because sometimes I, I don't see it coming. I saw this one coming. I've been watching this one for a couple of weeks come at me, and I was, like, battling it, like, trying to figure out what to do. 
Um, I think we actually came to a conclusion of something that might be part of the problem, and that's I have somehow let my cardio slip, and I didn't realize it until today. Isn't yeah. it funny how that works? Yeah, it's a weird connection. I I didn't I definitely didn't connect the dots on that, but uh, it's interesting that yeah, doing doing healthy things like regular cardio is actually connected to your mental health. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, they and they know that. I mean, it doesn't cure it. There are some people out there who are like, you know, if you're depressed, all you need to do is get a pair of hiker boots no it's not that easy but it does help um and for me it was uh, see i think what it is is uh, i usually track um my exercise through my weight gain Mm. and i haven't been gaining weight i'm Uh losing weight even though i'm not doing cardio as hard or as fast as i used to i see so it's not as much of an incentive to keep doing it exactly (laughs) so i didn't notice it as readily when it started dropping off and i've gone too long i think and Mm -hmm. I, i just realized i was like yeah i've not been not been doing regular cardio that's the problem i do regular uh weight training twice a week right but yeah but and the sad part is is you had just started to do kind of a a fast walk jogging regimen yeah but for some reason i let it go yeah yeah, we didn't really keep up on it you did it that once or maybe twice and then yeah we've got to continue to go on the weekends too you don't seem to mind going to the gym oh no i saturdays and sundays i actually like us waking up, going to the gym, that helps. And actually, speaking of exercise, you know, Portland's Funniest is coming up in the middle of this month, and I've got a showcase on the 18th, which is a Monday. Right. And I think what I'm going to do on both of those, and uh, the showcase is on a Monday, and then uh, the Helium Portland's Funniest is on a Tuesday. And I think what I'm going to do is, is I always feel super jazzed after I exercise. I'm really like in a... You know, especially if I focus on jokes and stuff while I'm running or walking. Mm -hmm. And I think what I've decided I'm going to do is I still haven't decided how soon before, but maybe you and I should discuss it. I mean, we're discussing it now, but um, I should exercise. I should do some like really hard cardio for about half an hour before I go on stage. I don't know how you feel about that. I think it. I think it's a good idea, actually, because I'm just usually so jazzed about it. Yeah, I, I think that's fine. It probably will put you in the right frame of mind. You, what you should do is try that before one of the open mics and mm-hmm. see what kind of a difference that makes. That's true. Well, we're going to um, we're going to go to your face here tomorrow, right? Right. So then, what I should do is probably. Um, well, I have to go to WeWork tomorrow. I don't know. I'll find a place where I can get some exercise in, maybe just before we go to yeah. go to the open mic tomorrow night. Maybe you and I can take a walk or something. Yeah, sure. Just to see if that helps. Okay. And then I'll have to try something else out. But yeah, this has been a rough week. It, this has been a rough couple of weeks, but this week has uh, been especially bad. And it, you know what? It all started coming on when I started working for that whole week. I worked at that customer service job, and you know what? I wasn't doing that week. I didn't exercise that week. Oh, that's true. And that's the week it dropped off. Yeah. And that's the week I had that major flip out at the end of the week. It took seven days of no exercise, and I Mm -hmm. flipped out at the end of that week. Yeah, that's true. So there you go. It's exercise. Well, we've learned something new today. (laughs) And it was just just a strange little epiphany I had. Yeah, you've had to... So let me ask you this, and I know this is putting you kind of on the spot. That's right. We've had this discussion with, uh, we actually have two sets of married friends Mm -hmm. who both the husbands have depression Mm -hmm. and the wives do not. Right. And the wives do not understand how to handle it. It's very hard for them. This is very new to them. Mm -hmm. Whereas you've had about 23 years of dealing with this. Yeah. Now, how have you dealt with this? 
think back to dealing with my depression and stuff when we didn't know this is what we were dealing with. Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you, th- how do you feel? What do, what do you tell people? Like, yeah, well, how to handle a spouse with depression if you've never had it? Yeah, I, I mean, in the beginning it was difficult because I didn't quite understand it, right? right. And so, uh, you know, the your first instinct is to you kind of paralyze. You're like, okay, well, maybe if I just do fun stuff, that'll make my spouse feel better. Um, right. That's you know that kind of covers it up but it doesn't really yeah. it doesn't really do anything for the long term and yeah. that's that's the problem and so over the years i've realized that it's actually better to kind of address it head on and, and acknowledge hey you know there's an issue going on you know you're down right now uh you know let's talk about it let's just spend time together let's keep things simple let's trying to figure out what kind of what cancel are they, major plans yeah yeah because yeah, you, you you can't just paper it over and assume life is going to go on as normal because it right. just sometimes it just can't yeah sometimes it, it can't. it's just going to be too hard for that to happen so tuesday was one of those days yeah. tuesday was one of those days that we could, i could not go forward now what's interesting though is, is over the years we've learned like some of the things that you've had to learn to deal with mm-hmm. that seem really illogical once put in context with depression and how people people react how people usually react to stress or anxiety or PTSD or various situations based upon their PTSD yeah it all makes sense now yeah. it's not illogical at all no it's not and, and that's probably one of the key things is may is getting help yeah getting help is definitely definitely important you can't do it alone nobody Nobody's uh, equipped to do that if they have mm-hmm. serious depression because you're in your head yeah. and you need someone else to help you kind of walk out of that. And you especially need somebody who is not attached yeah. to you like yes. um, like your, your spouse. I mean, Damon and I talk about a lot of things and we're really big on being open with each other and we're really big on being, um, you know, forthcoming about things but sometimes when i have uh, our friend Susie calls him kevin i don't know if you know this but she calls the thing in your head that throws you off and and convinces you that nobody understands or that nobody has ever been in the place that you're that you are or that there's nobody that cares that's that's a bigger one yeah that nobody cares is the bigger issue um that sort of thing is like, and Kevin's in there telling you that, and I can't tell you that Kevin's being a cunt. I think that's how Susie says it. Kevin's yeah. being a cunt. And, you know, and so I get to a point where I'm like, I know things are wrong, and I'm trying to spiral, pull out of that spiral, but I can't ask for help. There's a yeah. certain point to where you can finally ask for help, but there's a point where you... You almost sabotage yourself saying, I can't, I can't tell them. And then, of course, you have to, you know, intuit it some miraculous way. Yeah. Well, and it just, it takes time to recognize the signs because, unfortunately, everybody's different. You know, there's, there's some people that want to lock themselves away in a closet. That's a, that's a fairly common one. When other people want to just distract themselves, you know, with, say, video games or movies or just whatever your favorite entertainment is, just anything to stop you from thinking about, you know, what's going on. And, you know, these things also lead to, you know, like uh, addictions, you know, oh, yeah, dr- can, yeah, drug and alcohol yeah. abuse, you know, just anything to shut off that, shut off 
Kevin, Kevin yeah, yeah and make him shut the fuck make up. Make him shut up and, and make him quit telling you that you're, you know, a worthless piece of shit, you know, yeah. essentially. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's up to this, the spouse to kind of recognize the, the, the warning signs and intervene and say, hey, you know, you don't seem like you're right today. You know, you <laughs> want to just... Have you let, been letting Kevin in? That's right, yes. You've been letting Kevin into your life. And just, and just you know, make it okay for your spouse to be able to... Uh, relax and to accept the fact that today is a bad day, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe tomorrow will be too in the next day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, none of us are, for the most part, none of us are going to be trained therapists or psychologists, right. so we can't offer actual therapeutic help most of the time. But what we can do is give the other person permission to not have to str- not have to struggle with life, to uh, basically to, uh, you know, uh, just deal with the issue at hand right now and not worry about the other stuff. So that's what I like to do is I like to say, it's okay, whatever responsibilities we have, just clear them off your plate. I'll take care of them. We'll reschedule what needs to be rescheduled. I'll deal with what can't be rescheduled and just give you the space to be able to deal with you know, you know the the mental issues that you're having, you know you need right. you need that you need that time, and and I think that's really important. It, and it's something I've had to figure out over time. I certainly didn't know that right away. Yeah, and it's like you said, everybody's different. Everybody's yeah. going to have a different way mm-hmm. of being able. Because, you know, um, what was it? Um, uh, one of the oh, Kara McCollum, who I do uh, marriage survivor, who I did uh, bless your heart with. Yes. Um, Kara was telling me like when I had posted that I wasn't having a good day, and she was like, I didn't know whether I should contact you or not. She goes because I don't like to be bothered when I'm not having a good day. Right. And so there, I mean, you've got to know like what your spouse can or can't take. Like whereas mm-hmm. I, I put it out there that I wasn't having a good day because I wanted people to be like. I'm sorry you're not having a good day, but I'm with you. You know, it's yeah. like, it, it's that kind of reaching out to be like, okay, I, I'm not alone. I, I know I'm not alone, but I need these people to speak up because I need to know I'm not alone. At right, this time. yeah. It sounds a little bit selfish, but really the person that's, that's in the state really does need to know that there's other people who sympathize with them and, Or you if know, not sympathize, at least empathize. Yeah, yeah, right. And just, and just, yeah. And, and knowing, knowing that you're not alone, knowing that it's not just, you're, you're the weirdo and nobody else has these problems, but you, which is not true at all. Obviously a lot of people have these problems. Right. Um, you know, and one of the, and that leads to one of the other things we were talking about, uh, you and I was like, you know, just looking at this can happen to anybody in any circumstance, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what your personal situation is, whether your economic situation is good or bad. It's not logical. Whether your whether your whether your lifestyle at home is good or bad, mm-hmm. things could be going great. As far as everyone else can see, you've got everything under control. You know, everything that you want is coming to you, and you know, life is good. And everybody else can look at it and go, oh, "Wow, you know, you've got nothing to complain about," and you can still be depressed because it has nothing to do with all of those things. It has to do with how the person feels about themselves. And that is the key that it has nothing to do with anything else. And it's really, it's really critical that people understand that because part of, uh, part of the issue of being a spouse uh, to someone who has depression is recognizing that, yeah, improving your, your, uh, your life situation can help in some circumstances, but it's not guaranteed to do that. Even if everything is going well, depression, 
uh, and anxiety uh, swings will still happen. And they won't make any sense. Like you'll think nothing went wrong today. Why? Why did this happen? Mm -hmm. It just does. Yeah, it does. It just does. And it's... um... It's one of those interesting things like, uh, I mean, if you haven't picked up on it, the reason that we're talking about depression is, is I, like I said, I quit exercising about three weeks ago um, and didn't realize I had let something stop me from exercising and didn't, didn't pick it up. So that led to my depression. So right. when Kate Spade committed suicide, it hit me so hard so very hard I was not prepared for it one which I mean who is and two I wasn't in a good mental state because I had let my own exercise and my own uh, mental state go for a little while Um, I didn't let it go completely because I'm still eating good and I'm still exercising somewhat I just I'm not keeping up what I need to keep up to keep me on an even keel yeah and 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 everybody's gonna be different everybody's gonna be different and I think you know, doing all of these things will help keep the uh, incidences fewer, mm-hmm. but they'll never stop completely. No. I mean, we're, we have to be realist about it and know that these are going to happen. You might be doing all the right things and it will still happen. You yeah. know, just we're just hoping that it makes it less. Le- yeah, because, I mean, there's been many instances where we've both gone, oh, well, you handled that well. I'm like, yeah, I did, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like you got to take your <laughs> your wins where you can get them, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. And just reinforcing that constant message of, you know, it's not it, it's not your fault. You're not, you're not, you know, um, it, it's not something that you, you know, deserve or did to yourself or anything like that and you're not alone yeah that it's not it's not just you struggling and everybody else is doing fine at life because they're not (laughs) no they're not and and that um i think i think the kate spade one hit me particularly hard because i am in a very good position in life i i swear to god i'm not bragging i i i've said it many times over i'm so lucky i have no idea how half the shit that we've happened upon and done and accomplished has happened i feel like there and i'm not religious i don't believe in god at all i don't even believe in fate or karma or any of those things so i'm just it's pure luck to me it's like i just rolled the dice and i rolled the dice correctly a a few times and um but yet i still have this horrible horrible depression and man People, like, you feel just a little bit down, and the first thing people want to do is tell you everything you have. Yeah. And you're just like, I fucking know. Yeah, yeah. I fucking know. And I hate it that somebody as well-off and had every advantage as Kate Spade had and committed suicide. I hate that for her. I hate it for her family. I hate that it had to come down to this for me to like talk about like my feelings on these situations, but yeah. it's just, it, it has to be talked about. Mental illness just has to be talked about. Yeah. People act like it's, um, you know, you, like they say, if you broke a leg, nobody would tell you to get up and, and walk it off. I mean, people have joked like your coach would be like, rub some dirt in it and walk it off, but you can't rub dirt in your brain. You just, you can't make the chemicals work. You can't, you just can't. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know Kate Spade's not the only instance. I mean, no. look at Robin, Robin Williams. Williams yeah, yeah he top of top of his game, so very successful. You know, well he, loved. Well loved. Yeah, that's yeah. You might even say you know Kate Spade. Oh, maybe it's because she was lonely. Well, then what about Robin Williams? He, clearly, he wasn't. He was surrounded by people, fans, millions of fans all over the world who adored him. Yeah, he could. There was no place he could go into that 
people wouldn't be there who genuinely liked him or at least recognized his talents and appreciated him for that. And yet he still committed suicide. So how is that? It's because it has nothing to do with any of those things. It has nothing. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the family, the child you left behind. It has nothing. Depression has nothing to do with anything, but the person's head that it's in. That's right. And 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 no amount of success, no amount of, you know, money, fame or any of that cures it or makes it go away because it's the person it's there it's it's what's inside their head that counts and if and if they have that part of their brain that that kevin that keeps coming out and saying oh you're just lucky you got all this you know you're really a piece of shit yeah. then that's that's what you wind up believing some days and yeah. it just it and, and then when people tell you look at all the great things you have why are you so down it just reinforces what a piece of shit you are right yeah and uh you know and you can and i can sit here and logically say are we i i I can sit here and logically say um, it's, it's a 2040 if you want to write okay, that down. Okay, sure. Go ahead. I can sit here and logically say I know that I'm not, quote unquote, a piece of shit, but I mean, I do things on impulse sometimes and I've looked back at things I've done in my life and you know what? I finally came to con- the conclusion I'm never going to apologize for any of them. Even the things that are like way inappropriate and way out there, I'm never going to apologize for them because... It just, it is what it is. I mean, you know, we've talked with other friends and stuff about, like, I've had family members, um, or I've had in-laws who have had mental health issues. Um, I wish I understood it more back then. Yeah. I I didn't realize what what we were dealing with back then. I might have had a little more sympathy for him at the time. He stood, he, but at the same time, you have to get to a point where, like, that person got all the patience in the world from their spouse. Right. And... Um, the spouse finally, after many, 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 many years, had to let it go because he wasn't willing to, to work on fixing it. Whereas I'm trying to fix mine. Like I'm trying to do, I'm doing the therapy, I'm taking the medication, I'm doing all the things I'm supposed right. to do. Right. And so. of course, yeah, the person you're talking about was using some of the things we were talking about to kind of mask the issues yeah. at hand. It wasn't, yeah, it, it kind of ignoring the core issues, yeah, which was yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, that is, that is the bigger problem. Ignoring mm-hmm. the core issues is the bigger problem. But yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a weird thing because I can't in my head be in the middle of all of that and just feel so incredibly bad about the way things are going and how I'm acting and what I'm doing, and I can't do anything about it. I, I can logically tell you. You know, and and I have friends and I have family and I have people who know me who say I'm just a weirdo and strange and odd and it and and I'm just, and that's just the way it is. But at the same time, you know, they don't know they don't understand the underlying factors of why some of those personality traits have come out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And um, I- and the things I do. One, I as far as being just looking weird and 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 that and having like a lot of tattoos and that sort of thing, I just like the way I look that way. Yeah. That really honestly is the answer to that. Yeah. No, I I think that's part of your personality that you're yeah. letting that show through, and that's that's perfectly fine. It's but some of the problem also, like especially dealing with family, is also generational because it's only been in recent generations that people actually accept that you know, quote unquote, normal people can have, you know, varying degrees of mental illness, depression, anxiety issues. And, and, and that's, and that's, you know, okay. It's not like, you know, back in the day, it was either you were a healthy individual or you're locked up in a mental institution. There was no middle ground. There was no gradients there, but you know, you're either crazy or you're not. You're great. You're right. You're either crazy or you're not. And that, and that shame, that, that 
shame of somebody saying, you know, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just not right in the head, you know, so you can't admit it, you can't talk about it, you know, and I think that's very, uh, it's a very powerful thing that keeps family members from talking about it with each other, that, that keeps them from acknowledging it in each other, you know, when mm-hmm. they see it you know, in you and they, and, and they say, Oh, well, you just need to get over it. You know, yeah. You that's pull yourself not, up by your bootstraps. Yeah. That, that doesn't work. Yeah, that's not how that works. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. And then when you see other family members and you see them coming up and you see that they have depression and they have the same depression that I have and I see it. And I wonder sometimes if, cause I have two things, I have depression and I have PTSD, which right. means that I know that some of the kids I've seen with depression don't have the PTSD I do, but I'm afraid they're going to have different, it's going to happen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You just worry about those things passing on because they don't seem to change, especially when you come from groups of people who won't talk about it. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to call anybody, but you had a family member who um, looked me in the face and told me I didn't have depression. Yeah. Well, told I- me I didn't have depression and that I was not um, crazy. Right. And I'm like, thanks, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not crazy, but I do have, have depression. depression. Yeah. yeah. And that's the problem. That's, that's that generational and thing. And you never like, had it before. And I'm like, no, I've had it all along. Yeah. It's just that what you thought was crazy, unadulterated, just misbehaving because I wanted to, wasn't. It was impulse control issues uh, that was carried off of the the depression and the PTSD. And I didn't have the tools to handle it at the time. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, it's just, it's unfortunate. It's so weird how people can just be like armchair psychologists and just immediately judge somebody, you know. And even if you have the tools, think about it this way. If you do know somebody who is going through depression and they're taking the medication and they're going to therapy and they're doing all the things they're supposed to do, think of them like a construction worker who's holding a hammer. And they've got the hammer and they've got the nail and they're going to do the job. It's great. And then he sneezes halfway through the swing. Yeah. That's kind of the way that the depression is. The depression is the sneeze halfway through the swing. Either the thumb's going to get hit or there's a hole going to be in the wall, one or the other. But something weird's going to go away, yeah. awry. And that's why it's so sudden and kind of, that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, it's that's a, that's a good analogy. Um, and you have to just, as the spouse, you just have to be prepared for it. Yeah. You know? So I think, you know, I think what we've learned from all this is, you know, providing support for your spouse. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just being there for them. And even if you don't understand why it's happening, just letting them know that it's okay and that, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll deal with things as they come. And, it's, right. and it is just kind of a daily thing. Like, you just never know. So Yeah, we have, ever since I've started uh, the medication and started therapy, we've had more good days than bad. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah having having yeah that therapy is important because it's again it's someone else to talk to that isn't me you know which is important and and, you know people shouldn't get upset about that either i mean you it is important to be able to talk to at least someone else beside your spouse so that you can kind of unburden everything that's on your mind you know because i mean there's just there's just some things that inevitably won't come up for one reason or another it's not like you know and i know it's not like you're trying to hide something from me but you know maybe you're just reluctant to say something you don't want to hurt my feelings or you know whatever you know you might be thinking about but you can you can tell it to your therapist because your therapist has you know nothing involved in this yeah they should have neutral feelings yeah they're just there to listen so yeah they're just there to point out like if you're starting to be like negative about things or look Mm -hmm. at things wrong they can kind of steer you that way that's that's really nice well you know take for instance as far as your spouse is concerned the very i remember the very first 
day that I went into therapy, um, and uh, they ask about invasive thoughts. If you right. if, if you ever um, if you've ever had those moments where you're just driving down the road and suddenly you have a memory hit you out of nowhere, it's uh, that's considered an invasive thought. And um, and of course, the more violent and like or more coaxing, like if you have one of those invasive thoughts that tells you to do things, you know, right. those are a big problem. You kind of need to tell your doctor about those, but. Um, mine was more, mine is uh, the kind of invasive memories that just pop up from the past. Like they come from nowhere. And I'm talking about memories from when I'm small. And I do mean small enough that in the memory, I remember my mother picking me up and like walking away, like me looking over her shoulder as we walked away. Right. Um, so it's, it's those types of things. Like, and then when I told you the memory, you were like, You've never told me that. And yeah, which is really wild. You yeah. Know? I thought I'd heard all the stories, yeah, but I hadn't but, heard that one. Well, those are, I think those are the ones that, um, that are deep, that are buried deep, 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 mm-hmm. deep in the psyche. Like yeah. the, all the ones you've heard have all been communal stories, um, in the family. And right. some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Most of them are violent. Even, even the ones that didn't involve my dad, they tend to be kind of violent in varying ways. And, um, it's really funny to sit and think about like laughing at some of these things. Like mm-hmm. I've, I remember sitting at the table laughing at them and then finding out later from like quote unquote normal people, these are not normal things to laugh at. And right. then, um, coming to realize how fucked up some of it is. And yeah. then once you realize how fucked up things are, you, then you have to reprocess all of these things. And, uh, and you have to go through like uh, your, your feelings on things and the people involved, like it all has to be reprocessed and it's a mess. So don't think going into therapy is going to be the, you know, greatest thing right off the bat. I mean, it's, it's a work in progress. It's hard, but it's worth it. It's made it much, like I said, we have more good days than bad days now. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. And I've started talking about it openly. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Like, yeah. you can be like, oh, we don't talk about that. That's yes, a, we that's do. a southern thing. That's yeah. a southern thing. Oh, we don't talk about that. No, yeah. we're going to talk about we're gonna it. We're going to talk about it. We have, have to talk about it. We have it. to talk about it. My yeah. grandmother had depression. My dad had uh, and anxiety. And I think, personally, I think she was an undiagnosed schizophrenic. That's yeah. just me. I'm an armchair psychiatrist. So, right. Um, but, but you know, no one was going to talk about it. So no. who knows? So who the fuck knows? And yeah. like, dad, look at all the addiction issues and shit that my dad had. Now he went to Vietnam. So I'm going to say there's some PTSD in there, yeah, you know, those seems, sorts of things. Those help. It certainly was not unusual for that to happen. So, Mm-mm. so I mean, that's there, but I really believe it was before that it comes. Yeah. It's, it's not just, I think dad had PTSD just like I have my version of PTSD, but he um he had depression with the PTSD. Yeah. And I do too. And um and of course addiction and stuff is also real big on the other side of my family as well. It was big on both sides actually. So yeah. it's just a you know, you start looking at those things and you go, Wow, somebody should have been dealing with this a long time ago. We might not have as many issues throughout the family and and so many things that are ignored. Yeah. And it's a shame. It, it is, is a shame. It is a shame that, you know, people couldn't get the help that they needed because yeah. people, uh, everyone else was unwilling to recognize the problems for what they were. Right. But, you know, it, unfortunately, you can't change that. The only thing we can do is change what we're doing going mm-hmm. forward. And that's, you know, I actually have um, family stories about, like, uh, 
a woman who tried to kill or who did kill a husband mm -hmm. and convinced a judge that he shot himself twice. Just yeah. things like that. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting the how deep and far back it goes. Oh, it's yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. But anyway, so yeah, there's reasons for a while these things are here. And poor Damon, he married it and had no idea what he was getting into. And I mean, if you... If you stumble into something like that, yeah, you got to make your decisions on whether how important it is for you to deal with it and stick with it or not. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not going to say it's easy. Mm -hmm. uh, it hasn't been easy, but it's just one of those things where, yeah, it, it, it is one of the many tests of the relationship and your love for the other person is, is, to, is to weather this kind of storm, you know, and the mm -hmm. repeated storms because it, it's going to be, it's going to come back. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It always comes back. It's like a... It's a hurricane. It just gets a different name every year. That's right. But anyway. All right. Well, I'm April, and I'm in the middle of my depression right now. I'm sure you can tell. Yeah. And I'm Damon, and I'm helping her through it, and that's what we do. No suicide jokes on the end of this one. Is that fair? That's fair. Okay. You've been listening to Marriage Survival Boot Camp on You Gonna Meow Podcast, Podcast Network. Network. Now drop and give me 20.